Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it is once again Taco Tuesday. And that means it's time for another episode of Titties and Tacos with your hosts, Sparkle and Tina Andromedon. I'm Joe Black. Welcome. Today's episode is brought to you by the letter D. I'm Sparkle. And I'm Tina Andromedon. And this is Titties and Tacos. And I'm Engineer Joe behind the board. Engineer Joe! Woo woo! (laughs) Yeah. Get this train rolling. Let's. So today's taco of the day is technically a two for because Mm -hmm. I'm going to allow people to have options and preferences because I have preferences and I like options. Yes, ma'am. All right. So today we are dedicating our episode to the shrimp taco. The shrimp taco. Yes, yes. Wasn't there a (laughs) allergy? Let's, Let's discuss this, okay? Please. So, yes, I am the one (laughs) with allergies, a multitude of them, food and seasonal alike. Yes. (laughs) Seafood being one of them? Seafood is definitely included. So, here's the thing. With shrimp in particular, and this should probably concern people about shrimp, but Mm -hmm. whatever. With shrimp, there's like what I like to call like a max out. A max out. Yeah. Mm. That I have with shrimp. So, I can have shrimp in small portions for a while before then my body is like hey by the way stop it (laughs) (laughs) so with that being the case I am very very particular about when I decide to engage in some shrimp has Mm -hmm. to be good shrimp has to be worth it because I can only do so much of this before my body shuts it down oh no Right. Okay. I don't want that. dangerous. It, I mean, Benadryl works. Okay. You know, like, it's one of those things. You ever heard somebody allergic to chocolate, but then decides, like, every so often to grab four yeah. or five chocolate bars and a Worth Benadryl. It versus consequences. Exactly. Yep. So, shrimp is not like, like, fish. Now, fish will shut me down immediately. I don't even need to be around anybody. No. Right. Mm. But, shrimp is not like that. Shrimp is more forgiving okay. than some of my other allergies. All right. With that that. being said, if I'm going to eat shrimp, I definitely want it in a taco. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, why else would you? A taco is there's limitless possibilities of what you can do with a taco. Absolutely. It does not have to be in the box. Nope. And so today, I have two recipes that we'll be putting up. Ooh. One is for a beer battered fried shrimp taco. Oh. Now. Here's the thing about this recipe. Okay. It's also, because I found it on Pinterest, it looks amazing. The shrimp looks decadent and golden and crispy. Oh, yeah. Perfect. But, because Pinterest is not curated by people with high qualities of melanin. Yeah. Probably flavorless as fuck. Well, this is what they decided. I am not cutting. (laughs) This is Keep your bland ice cream to yourself. (laughs) Like, didn't they go to war over spices and they don't use spices? And they don't use... At all. They don't don't Perhaps a little salt, a pinch of pepper, and perhaps some paprika. (laughs) First of all. 89 other spices. There are. And so when it comes to tacos, 
uh, those who lack in melanin seem to believe the that the deficient. only the melanin deficient seem to believe that there's only two types of things you can use to add flavor. Chili mm. powder. Two tacos. Mm-hmm. No, not even chili powder because you know they don't do spicy. But the two things are cilantro Ugh. and lime. Ugh. I now like why? Cimento, no, no, but not in large quantities. No. Well, so here's tastes the thing. Like athletes' feet. So this, this, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this particular recipe, gorgeous shrimp. But they want you to put a cilantro lime sauce. No, to both of those. On top of it, you mix the both of them together, and Ew, you want to drizzle the cilantro and the lime into a sauce that looks mayo based. It's Ew. probably mayo. You know, they, you know, you know, no, it's mayo based. <laughs> you know they didn't put mayo in it, and they want you to Karen, drizzle it on top of. Nobody it. needs your mayo, Karen. So I'm gonna post this just for the family to take a look at and judge. Mm. How they will. Okay. I'm telling you right now, I'm going to make this. a part, (laughs) y'all. I'm going to make these beer baddie shrimps. I will not be putting this sauce on it, but they look, the the shrimp looks so amazing. I couldn't get past it. So that's Mm. the first one. The second one, for my people who do like more spices. Now, I can't take that sort of aggression in my particular eating. Like, I can't get high heat. So, I don't like it. So no, so, so you won't be having Engineer Joe's Jambalaya then? No, Joe, while I think you are fantastic, I will not be engaging in that because I know it's spicy because no, I believe be you made it how it's supposed to be made, which is with spice. It ain't going to be that spicy. <laughs> That's what they say before you take it and your yeah. mouth is on fire. And then you have ass pain. Exactly. No, I don't do that. <laughs> but the not other... Not in a good way. <laughs> the other... Hello. The other type of shrimp taco that I found is called Bang Bang Shrimp Taco. Bang Bang. Bang Bang Shrimp Taco. The name alone is amazing. Bang Bang. Mm, bang, But the recipe calls for like Frank's sauce on it along with like a crispy, it's like a crispy um, crust pan seared pan fried shrimp. That's hot. Chili powder and a bunch of a bunch of yeah, other spices. Nice. A bunch of spices that you don't. A bunch of spices that I don't do, but I felt like it was wrong to not share it if I'm going to talk about shrimp. Yeah, no, That's fair enough. Fair. Because okay. I'm here for the people. I love that, yeah. And the people need to know about it's Bang people, Bang. It's, it's for the people. It's the people, it's for the people. People need to know about these God Bang Bang shrimp tacos. So we will have those posted for you guys. Um, I think they're amazing, and those are our tacos. Put other things in your tacos. It doesn't always have to be beef bang, and chicken. Bang, or turkey. Tacos. Or turkey. You know? Yeah, I'm here for it. Spice you know, it we up. we do some fish tacos, too. Fish you know tacos. what I'm saying? The salmon tacos is always on slam. This is what I'm saying. You can do whatever you want with the tacos. Get creative. Yeah. Mango chutney in your taco. Yeah. See? Put it on There me. you go. Whatever you got to do. Whatever you got to do. <laughs> Actually, the mango chutney is probably a better substitute for the cilantro lime spray. Yeah, that sounds beautiful. Honestly, Eat that shit. Let's, let's do that very Let's definitely do that. Eat that shit. <laughs> but yeah, that's our uh, taco of the day. Awesome shrimp bang bang tacos bang, with mango bang. chutney and beer batter. Yeah, yeah. Well, the letter of the day today mm-hmm. is D. 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 <laughs> Delta. And today, unlike previous episodes, 
Tina Andromedon and I have the same topic. Oh we do. my God. Yes. We have the same D for today. Still we one love the D. We wanted the same D. Well, not the same D, but we both not like not the D. Let yeah. me rephrase that. Yeah, not the love same D. D, but definitely <laughs> like we love the D. You, love you can D. love the D if the D was Detroit, right? Well, yeah, you I love mean, the D. I love the D yeah. in that case, we we all love the D if that's the case. Yeah. I love my D. Moving on. Um, so yeah, we have the same D today. And so D, D is for deprived. Yes. Deprived. Mm-hmm. Deprived. And we will be talking about things we've been deprived of. Okay. That's what's Yes, because we want to talk about it. We want to talk about it. <laughs> Do y'all talk about it. Let's talk about it. So D, my D is for well, my D is for deprived, but the things that I've been deprived of are things most people may not even consider so like okay let me lay this out basically I feel you know as a degreed and educated woman I still feel like I missed out y'all like I feel like I didn't get the full collegiate experience that most of my peers have when we all in groups and they're talking about you know either pledging or um, you know, the parties and there are different stories. You know, I didn't get that. And here's why I didn't get that. Wow. Why is that, dear? Man, listen. So I was a cocky little something-something okay. mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. I was a senior. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, eh, my ACT score was great. My SAT score was great. My grades are good. I'm in enough organizations or whatever. I'm going to get into the only place I want to go. Right, right. So I'm not applying anywhere else. Oh. <laughs> Big mistake. Big mistake. Huge. I come from a family of HBCU graduates. Okay? Mm -hmm. My mom went to Spelman. My godmom went to Spelman. My goddad went to Morehouse. And so on and so forth. So you were supposed to go to Spelman, too, So not even Spelman, but I was supposed to keep it black. Right. Keep it black. Keep it black. Mm -hmm. All right. I feel that. So I wanted to be an Aggie, North Carolina A&T. All right. Okay. So I looked at all their requirements, and I'm like, eh, I got this. It's in the bag. I applied. I did everything I needed to do. And sure enough, boom, got an acceptance letter. Yay. I got into my school of choice. My best friend and I, because I made her go to. Um, <laughs> we packed all our shit up. Our parents drove us down there. We had a dorm room. We laid our door, decorated it. You know, we, we, we stacked our beds on top of each other to make more space. Mm-hmm. Like, we, you know, yeah, we had a yeah. plan. You know, we, we had a George Foreman grill. We was in the bathroom making, making chicken and shit. Like, we had a plan. And unfortunately, to my dismay, I was in North Carolina for only three weeks. Mm. I got down there. I had a financial aid offer. I was good to go. All of my high school credits transferred, my AP credits, and, you know, that let me um, use those in place of other classes. You know, my shit was together. But. But. Doom, doom, doom. (laughs) But right before classes started, I was called into the fucking financial aid office, student affairs office. And they sit me down, and they tell me, we know that you just brought your black ass from Detroit, but we don't have no money for you, black girl. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, yikes. We have no dollars. Zero. Now, you can apply for this loan, but you're not old enough to apply for this loan mm. because I'm a September baby, and I wasn't 18 yet. Oh, yeah. Yep. 
And my mama was like, no, nah, I'm not going to sign it no longer. I just got my credit together. <laughs> you better bring your ass home and go to Wayne State. And guess yeah. what I had to do, y'all? Bring, bring your ass, ass home. Bring my ass I had to go to Wayne State. Hello. Yep. I have so many, like, lost dreams. I heard, And we had a, a dorm where you could hear the marching band practicing. And I'm just like, you know, I'm a, I'm a fuck me a cue, date me a cue. And, you know, I'm a, I'm, I had a plan. <laughs> And way to clean that up. <laughs> and so, you know, I'm just like I go, I'm, I'm have all these stories of my college years, like my mom and my godmom, and my ass had to go to Wayne State. Yeah, I went to a commuter school, y'all. You did. People ain't even have backpacks because they left their shit in their car. We oh, gonna bring right. one. We gonna bring this one single subject ass notebook to this one class because after this, I got to go back to work. I, I don't need the, no backpack. I yeah. carried a backpack when I went to Wayne State. I don't think they had a band. They, I don't Does even know. Does Wayne State have a band? I don't think they have a band. Mm, no, I don't. No, I know they have. And when at the maybe. time, at the time though, they didn't even really have dorms. Oh yeah, that's like they, they did football. have dorms, but not for they weren't no real dorms. No, because it's a commuter school, mm-hmm. you know. So mm-hmm. it's mostly for the international students, right? Yeah, and for international are. students, exactly. Yeah. So you know, I just felt like super deprived. Like I got friends that graduated from Kentucky State, fuck KSU. Um, like just you know, <laughs> Central <laughs> you State. Really I'm right. just saying, Central State. You know, all these different. Black colleges, Tennessee State, and I've just look, totally missed out. And I feel, t- I just feel deprived let, let of me, real experiences. Let yeah. me tell you something, okay? I went to Jackson State University. Mm-hmm. I was down there for probably about two whole years. Okay. Mm-hmm. You didn't miss much. <laughs> first of I all. I did, though. That first black of all, camaraderie is something I, different. I, 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 I. It's all good mm-hmm. until you get there. Okay. It's not, see, it's not all sunshines and rainbows and we shall overcome. What is it's it? Still, <laughs> it's still, it's, it's still a very cutthroat place. First mm-hmm. of all, Jackson State <laughs> University is in the middle of the hoodiest hood <laughs> in Jackson, Mississippi. Well, A&T is first in the and, middle of the country. First and foremost. Greensboro, North Carolina. First, they in there. First and foremost. I mean, like, it was regularly crackheads hanging out on it. I mean, and this was like in 92. They, they was, like, hanging out on campus. No, they wasn't in They might have been. Who knows? Oh, okay. But, I mean, just on campus, <laughs> they just be <laughs> chilling. Just, you know, walking through the quad, just chilling. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Watching the step show. Yeah, like I they students, step show. Like they students, you know. I thought I saw a couple of them show up at the Q party. Like, hey, man. Like, like they, just, like they belong there. You know what I'm saying? Y'all know who they were. Right. Oh, okay. Let me get them. Let me get them bottles. They do here. belong there. I got to say though, I wouldn't change it though. See? For yeah. everything, I mean, for everything in the world. I got I my, one of my it. best friends is a Delta. I got friends that are AKAs. I got friends that are Sigmas and, and uh, Alphas, and you know, and and just listening to their stories. And everything you, there is something to be gained from experiencing that and yeah. going through that like that. You know to what I mean? To a certain extent. To yeah. a certain extent. As long as you belong to an organization. Now I'll say this though: the benefit of going, of coming here, and having to come home and going to Wayne State is I literally graduated with next to no debt. Unlike yeah. a lot of my other friends who got the experiences, but they also yeah. got weighed down <laughs> with student loans as yeah, well. So, you know, it was a bit of a trade. But um, you know, I just feel like I missed out. You know. If I could go back, I would do I would do things differently. Well, I mean, the experience is something to be had, especially if you, especially if you are a a uh, African American, yeah, 
if you're yeah. African American going to a HBCU, it's like, especially if you like a legacy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If if you a legacy, it's a different kind of experience. It's yeah. a different kind of experience altogether. Yeah. So you know, yeah. I will be pushing my child toward HBCU them. Well, she should go anywhere because we gonna mess around and they're gonna be the only school we can go to. <laughs> Howard. Yeah, you ain't lying. <laughs> we gonna have to go. We gonna have to make that happen. Howard. Yeah, Howard. Okay. Howard. Howard. You ever hear a Howard alum talk about being at Howard? Howard sound like it's Wakanda. Every it time, right, it do, like every, Wakanda. Time Wakanda. every time, every time I hear forever. a Howard alum talk about being at Howard, it don't matter when they were at Howard. No, it, it doesn't. It's always like sound like the idyllic, yes, black college black experience. space. Like it's home. You yep. know, you're supposed to be there. Yep. Everybody loves Although, you. Yep. even though they they might not like you, gonna fight, but you are gonna fight like family. Like right. y'all gonna fight. Right. Right. But and and the the neighborhood around Howard, as I understand it, has been heavily gentrified. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. So. Well, good luck trying to gentrify Howard. Yeah. Oh no, that ain't gonna happen. That ain't that happening. Is <laughs> not happening. Good luck, mm-hmm. buddy. <laughs> good luck. Speaking of deprived and college students, that's yes. that's what we're speaking of today. That's Man, all today. Listen, ain't none of us no freaking spring chickens, dog. Deprived, sleep deprived. Oh, oh my let's gosh. talk about it. Sleep deprived. I was watching a Facebook clip recently of a comedian who basically was talking about her. One of her fans contacting her and telling her um, she she I, she's a part of the LGBTQ community, and one of them told her that she needs to come out and identify herself as transgender. Mm-hmm. I saw and this so <laughs> It was so good. It People was really so see it. good. And so she laughed, and she was like, but I'm not transgender. And <laughs> so, you know, the audience laughs, and she goes, you know, honestly, I don't even know how I identify. She says, because to call myself a lesbian doesn't even feel like it's the right fit. And so she's like, but I'm definitely not transgender. <laughs> and so she goes, if I had to think about it and how I would identify, I identify as Tired. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fucking tired. <laughs> and I don't think I've ever felt so connected to a stand-up clip in my life. Mm. I'm like, bitch, I'm tired too, sis. <laughs> I'm fucking tired. Yeah. I am sleep deprived. Mm-hmm. Like, we are in a, a space and time where we have we have surpassed just being, you know, microwave generation. Everything is fast paced. Like yeah. that is kind of why I can't even do Twitter for real because you only got like 160 characters. Not even ju- not even that, but you got five minutes to respond to yeah, a mission before, before it's now really? old and the world has moved on. Yeah, Damn. I live in Facebook world where I can come back a day later and get on a three a.m. and respond to something and it's still okay. Yeah, you try even finding a tweet from three days ago. You can't do it. If it's you impossible. if you do, it's so much different than the original tweet. Right. <laughs> and it's just everything. Like I just we're we're going and going and going. And then being a millennial, like we're part of the generation who most educated, also the least paid, most underpaid, you know, out of all of the previous generations. And so we're having to literally come up with several different ways to piece together our life 
to to make it to sustain this ourselves. So not, we we walking dogs. We got podcasts. <laughs> we lawyers. Hold on, and I want you to know the lawyer is also walking the dog. Like those aren't the butcher, the baker, yeah. the right. Like maker. you're the lawyer who also has a dog walking business, who also teaches piano lessons, and is a fucking food vlogger. Like you doing all of that because you have to. And they got the bills. food truck on the weekend. Yeah. Yes, and so. That's the only way to stay alive and really not live in your mom's house forever. And it ain't nothing wrong with living in your mama's house because if you saving your money, you got to do what you got to do. I'm right. all here for it. Let me Word. just say that. Yes. But at the same time, like if you are trying to, you know, live on your own or whatever, sustain your life, like you have to do all of these things to just make it work for you, which is also why a lot of us don't even have kids or have, you know, written one that kid. off as a possibility. Yeah, or written it off as a possibility <laughs> because we can barely survive. No. We're all tired. <laughs> let and me just deprived. let me just to add in there in this this moment you can go back to it but I just want to know did you see there was a response to so it was going around when the Toys R Us are they're all closing you know when there was a picture of the giraffe Jeffrey the giraffe yeah, he was or whatever leaving. I cried right Buckets. right and so the comment on the picture though because a bunch of people were putting it up like oh I'm so sad my yeah. childhood right. The comment that I read says something to, and I'm paraphrasing, to the effect of, like, I saw this picture and I started to get real upset until I saw Jeffrey with a sun hat and, <laughs> and a Hawaiian shirt and his bags. Heading to, he's clearly heading to Florida, which means he's a baby boomer who destroyed my economy anyway, and he's the very reason why we don't have Toys R Us now. <laughs> so I'm over it. <laughs> wow. Wow. I cried laughing when I read that. Super, super accurate. Yeah. And I mean, but that's why most of us, like, you know, even when I do hang out, it, there's a level of guilt because I feel like I should be doing something more productive with my time to or consistently be sustained. Right, or even or sleeping. Or just sleeping. We, I hung out at a bar crawl uh, last staying night. Home. Or staying home. Right, yeah. I hung out at a bar crawl, came home at like 1.30, woke up at 5.15, went back to sleep for a couple hours and got up for good at 8 o'clock. And my friend was like, I don't even understand how you live your life like this. Like, I'm like, I have so much shit I have to get done in a day. Like, I can't even sleep for real. I heard that. Mm -hmm. I got a whole ass kid to feed and things to, and things to teach her and businesses to run and people to answer to. That whole, I can't just, that you whole know, ass kid thing is a big Yeah, that's a big thing. Person, yeah. A whole ass person. A whole ass person. She don't care what you did or how you feel. She she here to be tended to. Care yes. That mommy had the, the and it seems like they, walk, they crawl grow. Last night. No, no. Man, <laughs> listen, and the way these kids grow, like, I ain't never seen nothing like it. Like, you just wore a size 7 shoe last week. Why are you in a 9? I just uh, bought these fucking shoes. <laughs> so, oh, no, now. You fed her right, sometime right. between I mean, I did, the, but like, the 7 and the like, 9. Like, I don't even let her happens. sleep like a kid should now. Like, you got to wake up every hour and a half so I can stunt your growth on purpose because I can't afford <laughs> this shit. Like, I can't even fucking do it. Please chill. You got to get up. Like, I'm, about I'm to start sorry. My, I'm and about you got to drink this bottle full of coffee. What I got, I'm about to start my nine-year-old to start smoking cigarettes. Like, like really, bro? You, you gotta, you gotta chill on this. Come on, hit this. <laughs> yes. Hit this yes. real quick. Come on, Come on hit this real quick. You real be quick. Right. Cause um, Mama can't. Af I have to sleep at some point. You yeah. know. Yeah. But sleep deprivation is fucking real. Like we all it running is. on fumes. And drinking coffees and frappuccinos and Red Bulls and I all this did bullshit. I did it for years. Going. Then my heart said it was going to explode. Yeah, your heart and was going to give stop. out. <laughs> like, my heart was like, poison. like, I spent the tail end of me being in school 
it was a point where there was not one but two Starbucks that knew me by name. Oh man! When I came in there, said hello. First of all, Starbucks is just an ex- just as an expensive habit as any other drug. Number yeah, one. If not more expensive. If not more. I was going to say, if not more. But I was on a two coffee a day, one to two coffee a day regular situation. Oh, my God. And went to a doctor. for They not cheap. They not. Like, a such a large portion of my budget was going to coffee. But what I knew is if I drank the coffee, then I wasn't eating. Just right. like a regular habit. Mm-hmm. Smoke cigarettes. Oh, my, my, my appetite will go down. It'll be fine. Not till I went to the doctor for a regular checkup, and she looked at my heart rate like, did you run up the stairs to the seventh floor? Or is this where your heart is at? And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I feel fine. I don't feel anything. You don't feel it? <laughs> I hear it. Yeah. And then she was like, between that, she's like, do you think you're stressed about anything? Do I think I'm stressed? Right. Or do you want the list of things I'm that I'm stressed, stressed about? about? Right. So between that, I just I had to give up the coffee because the stress clearly wasn't going nowhere. No. <laughs> like that's not gonna. And go we anywhere. have to find a way to get some sleep to like you know mm-hmm. health is wealth. Apparently, someone keeps telling me like mm-hmm. I heard that health that's is wealth. Were they white? No, <laughs> no, unfortunately, which means I probably gotta listen. Yeah, were they childless though? Yes, yes. Yeah, they, they were, were childless. childless. They yeah. were childless. That sounds like a childless statement. It is a childless. <laughs> it is a childless ass statement. Don't tell me about health being well. You better let me die, damn it. Take care of my child. She can live. Cause I can't do both. No, nice, but yeah, nice. we got to figure out how to how to how to do better and mm-hmm. and take care of ourselves and get some self care in, especially if that self care is simply going to sleep. Maybe yeah. it's just disciplining ourselves to do it. Because yeah. I know for me, the hardest thing for me to do, especially now, like, because my life has took a drastic turn mm. for the past five years, before maybe about a month and a half ago, I was family guy. You know what I'm saying? Home, work, school, rinse, repeat. That was basically what it was. When I wasn't at school or at work or at home with the family, I was running errands, taking care of the family. Very little free time to do anything else. Now, fast forward to a week. No, I'm sorry, a month and a half ago. Fast forward to about a month and a half ago. I have all this free time. No obligations. I'm like here in Detroit, like 636 miles away from my daughter. Mm -hmm. So I don't have any real obligations. The Mm -hmm. only ones I have are the ones I put on myself, other than work, of course. And I have all this free time. Like, it would behoove me, <laughs> since sleep. I work nights, to sleep. It right? would. I work 10 hours a day, four days a week, overnights. Mm-hmm. So it would behoove me to sleep. No, I'm trying to find everything else I can yeah. do to fill that time yeah. other than resting. I'm trying to meet people. I'm trying to see this person. I'm trying to see that person. I'm no, trying to hang out like with this person. No, he's not like he's in the corner with I'm like, hi, my name is Angel. No, Joe. listen, right. let me tell you, I think it's something in particular. I think that's something in particular that comes with working nights. Mm-hmm. It, like, specifically to working nights. Because I had a, I, the last the last job that I just quit was, was a night. Like, I worked the <laughs> night shift. Mm-hmm. And it's something that happens to you when you miss, when you're awake for this whole nighttime that everybody else either does stuff and then goes to sleep. Something happens when you come back home and the sun is out 
and I think your body's response is like, okay, the sun is out. Time I should be uh, time right. to be up and do things. That's the first thing. And then mentally, you're just thinking about, well, I didn't get to do this, that, or whatever because I was at work, so I better do it now. Like, it's really hard. I think it's really hard to flip that I'm going to sleep during the day. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think your body ever gets on board with it. I think you can make it. Yeah, like, you can, can force it to, and you should. Otherwise, you'll it's be, not, it's you'll, you're not going to. Trouble. Right. <laughs> like, this is not going to be successful oh for you. But in reality, I think, like, I, I don't think any late night shift, third shift worker ever, their body ever really recovers but from working at night. But that's why they have to pay them no. that premium. That is oh, why. shit. We don't get paid a shift premium. You oh. don't? I wish. Wow. That's I why would. you should be getting yeah, paid a shift for because yes. it's taking years off of your life because you're just not gonna sleep. Yeah. Like that, it's it's just a difficult thing to try to make your body do when uh, it's getting sunlight to especially it. Especially when you're a morning person to begin. Oh, oh no, yeah, no, Joe, you gotta yes. switch that shit. Yeah, yes. Joe, you don't need you gotta quit that job. You gotta, it, it, no, you gotta but quit. Queen of telling it works, people to quit their but it job. works better. <laughs> Believe it or not, it works better for me for school because I, um, I can take all of my degree level classes in the daytime. And you know, once you get to a certain point in school, yeah. you can't take any of those classes other than in the in daytime. daytime. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yep. So, yep. so it right. works better for me. I mean, and it's got to be what it is, but you're you right then. The, the key to that then is to A, make sure it is at least somewhat temporary and then be disciplined while you're working on it. Yeah, the discipline is the hard part for Yeah, me. it is. It's, I mean, it's just a hard thing. Like, your body actively is against it. Like, it's daylight out. And I'm it getting should be. No, no. <laughs> no, like, you have to be wrong. It's time to be awake. I don't know why you were awake all night when it was time to be asleep. But now it's time to do things. Now nice. it's time to do the things. Yeah. But, yeah, guys, sleep deprivation. Is real. Is real. Tina D, what you got for deprived girl? All right. So, my deprived, just like yours, has some sub subtopics. Okay. But the first one is the same and different as yours. Because I, I also have, I, I have feelings of being deprived towards HBCUs as well. Ah. Mm. But kind of different than, than my friend here. So, I went to... Michigan State. I'm a somewhat proud Spartan. In light. <laughs> I was a very proud Spartan until, like, recent events came to light yeah. that I didn't know anything about. Mm. But I'm not going to get into that. They know what they did. You know. What you did. <laughs> you know. But outside of that, for the time yeah. that I was there, I had a wonderful time. I'm one of the friends that she's talking about where you're just talking about, you know, having the campus experience and you know, living in the dorms, and then, you know, for me personally, I moved out of the dorms, but never officially moved into an apartment. I was unofficially a roommate for, like, two years with some of my best friends at the time, and so it was a great, it was a great time. I had a great time. So you time. were a hobo. Kind of, but not really. Only for the last semester. Okay. For most of that time, I actually had a dorm that I technically shared with my sister, but she technically had a single, and I technically wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a lot of technicalities. Okay. But anyway, um, so I had a great time. I would never say I didn't have a good time. You know, it fits all the norms of best years of your life. Everything after that has been downhill adulting. But. I still, at the time when I was getting ready to choose which school to go to, um, because of what I wanted to go into, 
My top two choices were, at the time, Michigan State, because they had a program for my major, uh, like an intense program with counseling and courses and all that stuff. And then uh, Xavier down in New Orleans, which also had a very intense program for the for the field I wanted to go into. <laughs> my aunt went to Xavier. It's a phenomenal school. <laughs> like, it's a great school. Now, a key part of the story is that I came out of high school in 2004. So this is the year before Hurricane Katrina. Mm-hmm. And so I was making this choice or attempting to make this choice. I literally only applied to Michigan State. I applied to Michigan reluctantly because my mother made me, and I applied to Xavier. And Wayne, Wayne State, I think I had some sort of automatic, like, acceptance. They did some, you know, like, college fair things. We'll accept you right away. So there was only four schools on my roster at the same time. But I wanted to be down in Xavier. I knew people going from school. I'm like, this is going to be fun. I want to go be an HBCU. But not in the same, I didn't have any historical background of it. You know, like, I wasn't a legacy. I just kind of wanted to go. I thought it would be fun. Right. I wanted to get out of, you know, get out the house, get away from my huge family. I wanted get to be out. Right, get out of Michigan. So go someplace warm or whatever. I just wanted to go. My dad shut that down immediately. He said no. He said, I can't get down to New Orleans can't fast be enough. Trusted. He like, I can't get down there fast enough it was for you too to go. Much, it was too much peni. Probably, but he didn't say that to my face. Yeah, he knew, though. Yeah. He said oh, no. He said if something happened, I can't get down there. He's a cop, so that that also that factors explains in. It. That explains a lot. And he's a Detroit police officer, so that explains that even more. That explains it. But he said, you're not going down there. I can't get down there fast enough if something pop off. No. And so at the time, I was like, all right, fine. I was upset. Went to the school. I actually, though, became more upset with not having gone to HBCU after I graduated from a predominantly white institution. Because of all the caucasity? Because of caucasity that I didn't even realize that I was experiencing. Things that were happening to me that I didn't even realize was an option and not happen. Mm. Like, when I started talking to people as, as, you know, my peers started to, we all graduated at the same time, they started to tell me about their college experience because... You got to remember, Katrina happened, and all a lot of them ended up coming back home. A lot right. of people I knew had to come back home because Katrina happened. And all I thought is, thank God I wasn't down there. I don't know what would have happened. I don't even know anything about weather doing that sort of stuff. I'm from Michigan. We got all we got a whole bunch of, like, rain and snow and stuff, but we don't get, like, natural disasters and things. So <laughs> I was disappointed. No, I'm excited about it. I'm just saying I'm ill-prepared. For, right. like, things like earthquakes, monsoons, and hurricanes. Right, I don't right, know what right. to do. So, yeah, we get the occasional tornado, but that's pretty much Right, legit. a tornado here or there, but they ain't coming in. The city can't pick up enough wind. Right. I'm here. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, so I was very grateful at the time, and I brushed it off. As I started to talk to people, though, and they explained, like, we were just talking about college experiences, especially right after, right after it's done, you're, like, really very nostalgic about it and excited, like you're not in it, where you hate everything. Right. And they're just talking about what it's like to be on a campus where all the space is your space. Yeah. And I really started to think, like I really started to hurt my feelings about the fact that I could have been in a place where yeah. all the space yeah. is a space it's for me. of you, yeah. Because it, it, it forced me to ref- reflect on my time in Michigan State, and it was only so many spaces that were m- for me. Right. And most of those spaces had to be created, not even by the 
administration. It had to be created by the students mm -hmm. as a space for Anytime you. Anytime you got to have a black student union. Right. You know, in order to have those. just going to a black school and everything belongs to right. you. Right. You know what really did it is when they were talking about how their cafeterias and their dorms were set up. And I had to remember about the one day. It was one day. <laughs> I was there for four and a half years. It was one day that I was in the dorms, and it was both. Now, I was in the dorm where all the black people stay because mm -hmm. Michigan State is huge. Right. And so we congregated together. Right. I don't think it was necessarily discriminatory that we were all in the same place. We just wanted to you be together. You wanted to be in the same place. Yeah. Right. So, because I think that dorm is sw switched to another dorm now, but it's the same thing is happening. Okay. It's still occurring. Mm -hmm. There's one dorm where we all at. Yeah. So in that dorm, they have fried chicken every Friday. Holy shit. So, listen, I don't know who did it. Sounds racist now. I was a child. <laughs> I was a child. I also didn't care because it was some of the best fried chicken on campus. Well, you know, that's a different thing. <laughs> so, one of these fried chicken Fridays, they had the audacity to put a DJ in the cafeteria. Oh, my God. Ooh. Girl. I can't even imagine. We <laughs> all went to the, and didn't nobody know that there was going to be a DJ in there. Like, they had flyers up, but you know, you're not so paying attention. So y'all had a DJ and bomb fried chicken? First of all, the thing is, all the black people, because the athletes didn't stay in that dorm. So the athletes would, but the athletes would come on Friday because, again, they serve chicken bomb on right. Friday. They serve right. fried chicken on Friday. So the athletes, when fried they got out, Fridays. would come to Hubbard. So we were all already going to be there. It was like the Negro bat symbol. <sighs> We were already going to be there. And then they put a DJ in there. So, like any decent DJ, you read the room and you play. Like, because before, before dinner time, we ate at like 6, 30, 7 o'clock. Before our dinner rush, they were playing, you know, the pop things that they're supposed to play. When the atmosphere changed, the music changed. Oh, yeah. When the music changed, when I tell you... <laughs> It was so much fun. It was ridiculous. DJ looked it was at you insane. like I'm about to hit y'all with and that. And so it's a big, it's a big, big space. And you know we had enough space to dance. Oh girl, everybody, oh. everybody probably got up all at once the, and hustled. Huh? That so let me tell you, that's what I'm getting to. So it only ever take two. Two people get up, mm -hmm. start the hustle. Start the yep, thing. start the hustle. Everybody else get up. Yep. The thing that brought me so much joy about this moment was not the fact that we out here hustling eating our fried chicken having a good black ass time because mm -hmm. that's always a joyful right. thing was the look on these white people faces <laughs> of sheer confusion like, wait, they didn't what? know what to do they're like how do they know all the steps <laughs> like a girl said this to me because again I'm at a predominantly white school I had a bunch of steps? bunch of white girls I was real cool with that right. lived on my floor and she asked me to you know because you're young and unassuming right. at this point you answer these like, sorts of was questions this emails like was this is did this you flash guys mob? no this is the thing so they thought it was planned they thought we like had they planned they thought flash mobbing them right. I'm like, no, girl, this is the hustle. This, this is what we do. This is what we do all the time. You come out the womb doing this. Yeah, we just know this. Mm -hmm. She's like, like you, just, food. you just know this? Yeah, I also know a lot of things about Michael Jackson and fried chicken. For no reason. None. Right, <laughs> just because. So, it was... It's part of the official black kit. Exactly. You know, you. <laughs> so, I just feel like every day would have been like that fried chicken Friday had I been at an HBCU. No. 
I just feel like that's what I hate it would have been. I hate to disappoint you, but no. <laughs> you see all you see all these lusty dreams we have. Yeah. Like, what it's like to be an Y'all ADC have very you. y'all have very idyllic <laughs> visions. <laughs> And I hate, I almost you hate the You are the first, you hate the first little bubble, right. little black ass bubble. I mean, you know, there's just a certain degree of realism that has to be addressed. Fair it's not, enough. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's good. Right. It's good. It's not, well, it's not all, it's not all like impromptu hustle parties and domino games <laughs> and shit. Like an ongoing barbecue right, or right. cookout it's or not, it's, not the, it's not the cookout I mean, every day. But, I mean, you know, fair. And that's that's a good thing. But what it is and what I do miss, because after that, I went to graduate school. Graduate school, again, I was one of, what, 10 or 13 black faces at that in that institution. There is a certain degree of... There um, is a degree of not being the only right. person to hold up your race in a room of... 30 people. And I think it it relieves pressure to an extent. I'm not here to represent an entire race. You know what I mean? But when everybody looks at me and I'm one of 10 in a room, they're like, oh, well, this is how you all must act because this is how you're acting. You you do tend to become Right. I don't want to do that. I want to be with 50 other people that look like me so I can be an asshole the whole time. (laughs) You're the the example. You're the person. Because the other thing is not just about being an example and eyes on you, but it's also about internally when you hear some off the wall things said, the the obligation to check it. Yeah. Right. You know, like I don't I'm not that person where I feel the need to check everybody, but again, I can't be the only person in the room listening to you say something that I know is false or bred out of just lies and stereotypes. And I gotta let that rock. I can't just let hold that on, rock. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> I was supervising a uh photographer while he was working a wedding mm-hmm. one weekend mm-hmm. and um as he's going around taking pictures and everything, one of the guests came up to me at the bar and was like, you probably eat a lot of chicken dinners, don't you? Yikes. I was like, what? What? And (laughs) I told the black male who was the photographer, mm-hmm. what was said to me. Mm-hmm. And he put his camera down like, well, I guess we're going to have to fight the thing. <laughs> this, <laughs> and that's, and that's kind of, those are the scenarios. But hold on, but the guy was like, you know, because you're in photography and you're at a lot of weddings. Oh, and no. And people serve chicken. Oh, I, no. I looked at him like, brother, you can't start sentences like that. No, what right. are you doing? <laughs> oh, my God. But it's that kind of thing but where yeah. it's like you can't let it go unchecked. So now I got to ruin right. somebody's wedding because you just said some crazy some shit to me. Because, yeah. Again, because if you let it go unchecked, they will remember the time that they said this ignorant thing. And it thing, was okay. Yeah, and, and it was, was okay with right. this one black person. And they will roll, they will roll with it. So... In that regard, I just feel like I just I feel like I missed out. I feel like it would have been good for me as a person. I think it would have let made me maybe a little less indignant because now I'm really like more I'm militant. militant. <laughs> I'm more see, militant than I should be. I think sometimes, like sometimes, it don't be all that. I don't I don't have to be like that all the time, <laughs> but I am now. <laughs> My experience was kind of the opposite because, okay. In high school, I was one of those uh, Horizons Upward Bound kids. Okay. Mm-hmm. So um, every summer we spent the cr- um, the summer out at Cranbrook for six weeks. You know, boarding school, Bloomfield Hill. Mm-hmm. You know, yep, yep. During the yep. summer. Now every year they would invariably give scholarships out to certain students. Mm-hmm. I was a 
student that won one of those scholarships. I ended up turning it down. Oh, wow. Because I didn't want to deal with the possibility of being confronted with racism Mm -hmm. out there. Mm -hmm. Fair. Now, I kind of regret it in a way because I feel like it would have been a good experience to go through even, you know, even... To build character or to open up uh, more doors of opportunity. Well, I mean, for a little bit, a little bit of both, actually, because okay. in a lot of ways, I kind of feel like I wimped out. You know what I'm saying? Because I didn't want to confront. Well, that. you were a kid. First you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I was only 16. This is know. this is what I'll say. Just like just like you had your ideals, and I'm here to shut some of them down as a person who went to not not a Cranbrook, but their rival that I'll go Kingswood. No, or no, Country no. Day. Yeah. Oh, okay. So. I went there. They recruited me for my elementary school to come there. And mm-hmm. I was, like, one of three people recruited on academics. They recruit every other year for athletics all the time. But for academics, it's very sparse. And I went because I'd always been the smart kid. I'm the oldest. I'm super smart. I'm ready to go someplace. Somebody said I'm smart enough to be here. I'm ready to go. Let's do it. Right. I only spent two years there. Two horrible years there. <laughs> Um, and I'll say this, it was eye opening and I, I will give, I will say that it is good. It was at least part of the experience was good to know what I would meet in the future because I spent so much time in school, Mm -hmm. like, and I had a long time to be in school. So that part, it was good to just get that out the way and know that this is what it looks like and you're going you're gonna to encounter these gonna people. Happen. These yeah. are the people you're going to encounter, especially as you go on to professional school and stuff like that. Right. But what I'll say is the people that... I, I left there and I went to cast afterwards. Best two years. I had the best two years after having the worst two years of my high school experience after that. Loved being at cast. had a great time. Again... That's why I was like, HBCU is probably like placing... you told us, you missed nothing. You missed nothing, I attended nothing, nothing but Gross Point private schools up until going to cast yeah. <laughs> yeah. for high school. And what she's saying is the absolute truth. Because those people, those same people that went there, they were sitting with me at Michigan State. The same ones that went to Country Day. Saw them at Michigan State. Saw them again in professional school. I missed nothing. I saw one of them mm-hmm. at Bed Bath & Beyond the other day. Right. Hello. <laughs> so... So again, you don't you don't miss those things. And what I will say is I don't think that that's necessary at the at 16. What the one thing I'll say is like the college part and the professional school part is fine. It sucks, but I'm an adult and I was at a point where I could really deal with it. The things that were happening to me, the the microaggressions that I experienced like in ninth and tenth grade, as you talking not even sixteen, I'm talking you talking fourteen, fifteen Ray, year old. Really yeah. I was that. not ready to process that, and, and I, I was even younger than you. Yeah, because you were high school. Yeah. I was like middle school age, yeah. and it was absolutely horrible. I hated it was, being there. I don't think it was worth it. And, and on that's top what, of that, I felt like I had to assimilate in order to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. And so I found myself listening to shit I didn't really want to listen to and saying shit I didn't really want to say, right. just because it made it easier to be in a white space. Yep. So I kind of had to you know, suppress some of my blackness in yep. order to fit in. Yep. And that's never what I want my kid to have to do. Yeah. Right. And shout out to my parents because it wasn't like I said, I got to leave here. They just noticed how wow, I mama was. Mama did too. And, so and they were her. like, they were just like, 
this is not our child, and she don't have to be here to get where she's trying to get to. Yep. So they pulled me clean out. That's wonderful. So, and I love them for it. But, yeah, so you don't miss anything on that end. Like, you still, like, your path is your path. You were not deprived. You were not deprived. We weren't deprived either, but we like to rant. Well, I'm, I'm deprived of other things. <laughs> I was deprived of other things. Oh, were you? A decent prom day for one. Oh. But we're not going to get into all that. No. My prom night sucked, but oh, no. you know, it wasn't my date's fault. It was it was totally just circumstances that were beyond my control. I see. We're not even going to get into that story. We'll that's that that's a future. story yes. for another day. Yeah. yeah. We got we got episode F coming up. Yeah. Which is full of fuck shit. So yeah. you hold on that to was that. Some fuck ass shit. Man. Yeah. You hold on to that. that. Then that's what you need that for. Stay I tuned. I don't tolerate fuck shit well. <laughs> Tina's Ramadan. Yes. What is your life hack? So my life hack today is very short, very simple, but you guys could all use it. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. When you find yourself at a place, fast food place. Okay. And you're getting yourself a drink, mm-hmm. a why cold are drink. Why are all yours because I like to eat. No, not a drink. Oh, my a fast bad. food place. Oh, you said a fast drink. food place. My yeah. Bad. Okay. Fantastic you're getting yourself a fountain drink, okay? Refreshment. Projecting. You are. Um, here's the thing. Do not put ice in that fountain drink. Why? Here's why. If it's in a fountain machine, it is cold. <laughs> it comes out cold. Hello. If they are giving you the fountain drink, tell them you don't want no ice because it comes out cold. They are jipping you. They will fill that thing to the brim with ice. And then you get half of the drink for the same price. So they're robbing me, basically. Yeah. Yeah, The number one place to do this, the number one place to say don't, well, McDonald's, but McDonald's is all served for whatever, and they now have you do it yourself. The number one place to do this is Starbucks. They got these because of what they're charging for the drinks. Tell them you don't want no ice, or here's another thing you can do. You can say, give me my drink with no ice and give me a cup of ice. Can you say that? I say it all the time. Oh, wow. And given you the... You life hack Starbucks. I was fun. living there. <laughs> I told you. She had to figure out the I had to figure out eventually. something, Doug. I was wow. a poor, poor college student. Mm. Oh, my God. Give me a cup of ice and then give me my full so drink. So give me my drink with a cup of ice. Yep. I can chill it as, at my disposal. At right? my at leisure. leisure. Yes, that's right. <laughs> that's right. That's my life hack this week. Right. What's up? Yeah. What you got for us, Sparkle? All right, check this out. Okay. This ain't got nothing to do with nothing. Okay, mm. great. My favorite kind. I love it. Yes. Irrelevance. <laughs> Irrelevance. Mm. It's so tasty. We'll see if you hold on to that energy as I traverse through this life hack. Oh, shit. <laughs> hey, ladies. Yeah. <laughs> hey, ladies. If you want to find a nigga's address, oh, and he's a a gamer or loves oh, music, has a phone, likes television or TVs, oh no, is a photographer, anything electronic. Is we telling bitches how to stalk niggas now? Let me tell you. Oh my god. Basically, if he's a human, <laughs> okay, go to Best Buy, sis. 
go to Best Buy. Y'all jot this shit down, okay? You can't be doing this now. This ain't. Oh right. no. Buy anything you want, sis. I'm so nervous. Earbuds. Me too. A refrigerator. <laughs> motherfucking charger. A drone. Buy whatever you want. Juicy fruit, okay? Location I was about to say them, them terrible chips that Juicy be sitting fruit. in the front. Juicy fruit. Get them $5 toast. bag of ruffles. Yeah, because yeah, you buy can't, one of those. Because you on a computer, you can't be bothered to go to the grocery right, store. Right, exactly. <laughs> you got to get all of your chips and snacks right, right where you here. get your MacBook or, or your whatever you buy from here. Lord. And so, okay, so get whatever you're going to get, right? Uh-huh. Go to the register. Oh, God. And when they ask you, are you a rewards member, type that nigga's number in, sis. Type his phone number in. Because when you type his phone number in, they're going to ask you to verify the information on the screen. Guess what's on the screen, sis? His motherfucking address. Damn. They don't just show email address. They don't just show a phone number. First they write. All, they they show their entire street address. This city is not okay. And zip code. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> okay? I'm nervous. So when that pops up on the screen, take a mental picture. Lord, if you slick. Take an actual picture. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Complete your transaction and then threaten the nigga with your newfound information. <laughs> oh my God. Now, I said threaten. I said threaten. Post. I said threaten. I didn't say pop up. Nah, I'm not I'm not advocating stalking and burning his house down. But I am here for a good ass threat. You better stop lying to me, Charles. That's <laughs> your goddamn address. I show the fuck up. Yes, please say this, Joe. I don't, I don't know a Charles, and no one has lied to me. I'm just saying, you know, if <laughs> if you at that point though, because I get it, because sometimes these niggas be trying you. I mean, I feel and you, you just too. want something, and, and and you've given too many idle threats that you need a new idle threat because you still ain't gonna show the fuck up because you got shit to do. Fellas. But you need a new idle threat. Threaten Watch that nigga with out. his address. I'm Fellas, telling you, go to Best Buy. That is my life hack. Understand, these women out here is super sluice. <laughs> if they want to find sleuth. out something, they will find it out. It's 2018. We can find out whatever. Don't lie. <laughs> just, just be honest. Just you know be what honest. I was with that bitch. Yep. <laughs> there you go. Tell yep, me the truth. I was truth. with that bitch. I'm popping up, Charles. And we ain't use no condom, and I'm there sorry. There you go. Tell me everything. Because well you live at 2262 Mulberry Street, nigga, Lord, and I'm Jesus. coming for your oh ass. Right. I got a life hack. All right. What's your life hack? Let's move away from right. this We're going to go on back to food for a minute. Yes. This is my life hack. This is I'm my here life. for it. This is my life hack, and it works for every fast food restaurant in the world. Okay. All right. Now, you know, at most fast food restaurants, there's a certain quotient, a certain quantity of the food that is pre-prepared, okay. that sits yeah. and under, waits under the lamp, for under you to lamp. order it, right? Yep. So this is how I get past that, right? All right. Order your shit special every time. Ooh. Like I order a, like let me get a McDouble, mm-hmm. but can I get that with pickle and cheese only? Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That not, is smart. Because now they really got to make it fresh. Right, they got to make it fresh. I'm not really a big condiment person I- anyway. You okay. know what I'm saying? I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm strictly barbecue sauce in most cases. Okay. Right. Um, but, yeah, I find that, you know, just little minor. Minor changes. Deletions. Get rid of the thing that you're not food. committed to is right. what you're saying. Right. You All know, right. If, you can, if you can live without pickle. 
Mm-hmm. Which I can. Just get rid of the pickle. Right. You mm-hmm. guaranteed a fresh sandwich every time. That's like one of my best friends. Her dad, he he does that. He He's figured out how to order, make that special order. Right. Like, he'll be like, let me get a, a, a fresh fish filet with leaf lettuce, two pickles, and a tomato. Oh, no. You just got to order that shit with life tart sauce. And life tartar sauce. Life changing. But, yeah. You it's life tartar sauce. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> and you get exactly what you really they want. They still going to make that shit fresh. Right. Yes. Yeah. You know. You got it, Joe. I like it. But I no, occasionally, be... you know, you come across them slick motherfuckers that's just going to rub of... some of the, the damn tartar Cake. sauce off oh. the bun. Yeah. And then put that same ass rubbed off bun back <laughs> on the sandwich and shit. <laughs> See, in them cases, I just give them the sandwich back. I just throw it back at their ass. Don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want this shit. <laughs> I got to tell them real quick. That's just the vulgar version. You know, when you fresh No, I don't want it. I no. I don't want it. I don't. No. Oh, my God. But, yeah, that's my life hack, man. Just make minor changes to your food. You get a fresh sandwich every time. All right. That's Worth what's up. Yes, yes. Well, everybody... Uh, thank you so much for joining us today. This episode has been brought to you by the letter D. 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 Yes, yes, yes. So make sure to follow us on Facebook and rate us on iTunes. Five stars only. You can take them other stars and shove them. Up, yeah. There we go. Um, also, just as a disclaimer, we do not condone any level of stalking. Don't despite stalk what anybody. our life hacks may say, they are for entertainment purposes only. only. <laughs> Although we do condone shoving things up you. Yeah. There you go. We All do. Right. <laughs> Eat a taco, folks. Rub a titty. Or two. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. You're listening to the Titties and Tacos podcast on the Detroit is Different After Dark podcast network.